This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Special, a series of podcasts interviewing legendary Chelsea players from the 1960s to the present day, and some of the famous and infamous Chelsea supporters who followed them home and away. The Chelsea Special is presented by Martin King, author of Hulufan, and Ozzy, the King of Stamford Bridge, a supporter since the early 60s and the godfather of Chelsea supporters, and David Stamford Chidge Chidgey, producer of the Chelsea Fancast writer for the CFC UK fanzine and known affectionately as the Podfather. Join us for a trip down memory lane with some of Chelsea's most loved and revered players as they share their love for the club we love. 
talented schoolboy footballer who played for England schoolboys, Bobby Tambling joined Chelsea as a 15-year-old in 1957. He made his debut, aged 17, in 1959, scoring the winner in a 3-2 win against West Ham United. It was the first of his 202 goals, which until Frank Lampard beat it in 2013, stood as the club record for over 40 years. Two years later, following the transfer of Jimmy Greaves to AC Milan, he became Chelsea's main striker and was their leading goalscorer for five seasons in the 1960s. Tambling was made club captain in 1962 by manager Tommy Doherty after Chelsea's relegation to the second division and became the youngest captain to lead a team to promotion. In 1965, he was a member of the team which won the League Cup final and scored the first goal in the first leg, a 3-2 defeat of Leicester City. He was also a member of the Chelsea side which lost the 1967 FA Cup final and was the first player to score for Chelsea in an FA Cup final. Tambling holds the record for the highest number of goals scored for Chelsea in a league game. He scored five goals in a 6-2 away win at Aston Villa on 17th of September 1966. He played only seven games for Chelsea in the 1969-70 season and was not selected for the 1970 FA Cup final between Chelsea and Leeds United. At the end of that season, he transferred to Crystal Palace. Should we start right at the beginning? I think that's always a good thing. I mean, you, you were much sought after as a young player, as a kid actually, weren't you? And you could have gone to Wolves, who were one of the biggest teams in the, in the country at the time, or Reading. What made you sign for Chelsea? Um, can I tell the funny story? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was playing um, schoolboy international football that, that age. I was 15 in the last year of school. And um, got picked to play... Uh, I played at under 14 age, which was the first schoolboy age you could play at. Only played one game that, that year they did, and then the next year I played. I was picked to play at Plymouth against, uh, dare I say it, Republic of Ireland. Yeah. I dare I say it because I got that's where I live. Right, and yeah. um, we won. I think it was nine three, and I got a hat trick that day, and. Um, I got a phone call on the Monday after the game and it was from a Wolves head scout asking me or telling me that they were very, very interested in me and that was sort of a bit of a lift for me like you know, because Wolves was probably one of the top teams or, yeah. or if not the top yeah. team at that period and um, he said, we'd like to bring you up and show you you know what we're all about and we'd like you to sign for us you know when you leave school so I said yeah I said well, perhaps we'd be able to arrange something then and that was it and two weeks later the school international team played in Wembley we played Scotland we won and I'd actually had a lousy game I was poor and um, Monday the phone rang and it was our gentleman from Wolves telling me that it was a mistake that they was made two weeks before and that they were, weren't going to have it. You know, they, they thought I'd be better to stay down south. And I said, fine. Now at this stage, they didn't know that Chelsea had already um, got in touch with me way before they had even thought I was alive. And um, Jimmy um, Jimmy Thompson was the co uh, the scout, and Jimmy was 
Arthur Daly of uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm on about yeah, yeah, yeah. well it was a dead ringer for him <laughs> and um, both in looks and in, and in, in, in sense yeah, like yeah. you know and um, we had a good laugh. You, you, Jimmy always gave you a good laugh, like you know. He, he never bothered ringing up and saying, oh, "Will you be in?" He just called and knocked your door. Um, and um, I had good time for Jimmy, like you. And uh, he said, "Look, we're interested in you." And I said, "Well, I've had interest from Wolves." I said, "But I can tell you, they they've lost interest." And two weeks after the Scottish game, we played Northern Ireland in Belfast. We won 3-1, and I got a couple of goals that day. And believe it or not, Monday morning, the phone rang, and I thought, I don't believe this guy. And sure enough, it was him on the phone saying, two weeks ago, we made a terrible, horrible mistake with the boat yourself. And we said that we weren't interested. And they said... That was all, my, all a mistake. We are interested. And I said, well, can I tell you I'm not interested? I said, if you can change your mind that quickly over yeah. a period yeah. of four or five weeks, I said, I don't think I'd risk going up to the Midlands on that the ground so you wow. change that quickly. So he said, where are you going? I said, uh, I'm going to a club in London. I didn't tell him yeah. because... Yeah. They weren't supposed to approach us yeah. that, that day. You would have been underage, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, you know, that was how it was left. And, um, you know, like, it couldn't have turned out better for me, mm. you know, because i come to the club that, uh, you know, look, really treated, no, knew how to treat youngsters. Yeah. And it was a good, good young side developing, wasn't it? Because we'd won the Youth Cup a couple of years in a row. Yeah. Or we then the, went on to, I should the, say. The... Um, when, when I joined, Jimmy Greaves was still in the youth. That's right. Well, he, he was young enough to play youth football. He, he didn't play with the, you know, the chief youth team because yeah. he was playing in the first yeah. team, scoring goals as though he was... Was um, he that good then, Bob? Uh, he, he was. He yeah. was. He was really brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, what like, a good all-round forward. Had everything. Yeah. Had everything, yeah. yeah. And um, calm, really calm, like you're in front of goal. Yeah. And... Um, you very rarely saw Jimmy strike a ball hard. Yeah, he used to pass it into the net, didn't and, he? And I used to love the way I can remember a game here that he played against. Um, in, and uh, he ran from the halfway line, and it was as though the defenders were dismarkers on yeah. the pitch because yeah. he went round, glided past Slower. three of them in, the, you know, in a row, yeah. Yeah. and then drew the keeper and side footed the goal in. And uh, I thought, God, this guy is magic. Yeah. And he was. He was. Yeah. He was. He was great to watch, and he was great to play with. Like mm -hmm. you, know, and it, and he was a proper cockney, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was a good, nice man as well. Ah, uh, good the lad off the field. Like and he wasn't you know. the biggest centre forward. forward. Ah, God, he was. You're, how tall are you when you was playing? Five foot eight. Yeah. So was he about but your But he, he, he would. No, he'd be. You know, like I was probably. Thicker set than Jimmy, like yeah, quite slight. Wasn't yeah, he, he was slighter. Oh God, he was like an eel when he oh, came in. <laughs> yeah. And goals that I can remember him scoring was fantastic. He he actually scored. Funny enough, it should be against Wolves. He scored. He scored a goal down here against Wolves. Mickey Block was playing out on the left wing, 
and I sat up in the old north stand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah on you, the one on still. The they were like, yeah, they were like Sabugio men yeah, on the football field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he was up the far end, and they were kicking into the shed end. <clears throat> and Mickey hit the ball from the halfway line across to the centre, and yeah. he was in the centre, you know, like of the goal on the edge of the box, and he just watched it come in over his shoulder with his left foot, top corner, mm. and. I've got to say, it was one of the best goals I've ever seen anyone Amazing. score. And, um, you know, that was the nature of the guy. You know, and um, I got to play with Jimmy for a couple of games. And um, we were completely opposites, really. Yeah. I mean, I know they said later on that I was to replace him, but... We were completely different. different. Well, you were more of a winger, weren't you, than a striker? Oh, well, that, that's, that's when, I, when I came in the side, I was yeah. a winger, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then um, when I played with him a few games at the start of the uh, season one year, he played further upfield on the inside, you know, like the old inside yeah, position. Yeah, inside right or whatever. He played up alongside the centre forward, yeah. and I yeah. dropped deeper into midfield. Right. Okay. And we played up at Burnley and, and we I think we both scored two goals each and his was typically Jimmy sliding them in you know like it from inside the box making good runs and, and getting on the ball and, and passing them into the net whereas I was hitting them from the edge of the box right. with you know like more, a bit more power and uh, I thought god that's a good partnership <laughs> he can score inside yeah. I can yeah. score outside worked really well but it, 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 only for about a few games yeah, yeah, you're like the year that he left. Year and we knew he was leaving. Um, it was sad, really, to know that he was gone. Because I'm sure all of us, all the players that played in the team with Jimmy, when we went one nil down and we needed a goal, we'd almost rely on Jimmy. You know, like it was almost as though Jimmy had scored, get us out of it, like you know, and. Nine times out of ten, he obliged, like you and um, you know, like he, he was just a fantastic guy to have in the club. What was the circumstances around him leaving then, Bob? What, what uh, I don't, I, I, don't ins, I don't know the I don't know the shocked to see him leave. Uh, we knew that we didn't think Jimmy would settle in Italy. Yeah, you know, like most of us thought that it would be too strict. Jimmy was. You know, like a not a loose cannon, but you know, like he 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 wasn't the greatest of trainers. Jimmy had his own idea of what he needed to do, like right. you know, and that one, you know, like sort of yeah. kill yourself in training. He'd save that for matches, yeah, yeah. and um, and we thought that you know the Italians were you know like from what you read in the newspapers about their strict code of life, like you know where they. Manager took them up into the yeah. mountains for two nights before the game. None of us could see Jimmy settling for that. Like, yeah, that wouldn't be down a cup of tea for Jimmy. But um, you know, like he he scored he'd scored goals anywhere, you know. And um, you know, like to see him go meant a lot of you know having you know sort of sad feelings about it. Like, yeah. you because know, we knew. We were, you know, a lot of the real young players were learning from Jim. Yeah, you know, so there's a loss in that respect as well. Just playing, playing with him yeah. and seeing, you know, not trying to copy him, but seeing how it was done 
and 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 how he done it and you know sort of the runs he made like you know where it was important in the in and around the box but you uh, did you did follow him you had to follow him so did you feel a lot of pressure because of that well, I, I mean if he was contributing so much to the team how did that make you feel well when when it started coming out that Jimmy had gone and that I was going to be the new goal scorer you know like man I thought God that's put me in a you know like because I'm nowhere near you know like you know could match a lot of pressure you know, like, you know and I just think I hope people realise that you know like we're different as chalk and cheese yeah, yeah. but um, what Jimmy didn't have on his side and we did have we had a tremendous team spirit because eight of the team that played in the early part of the 60s had come through what was well known as the um, ground staff boys. Right, okay. You know, and, um, you know, like it don't sound so um, wonderful as the academy. I mean, now they're known as the academy. But the ground staff boys knew that we were still on the bottom rung we weren't even on the bottom rung we, our feet were still on the ground like yeah, we hadn't even started to climb the ladder and, and that was a good thing about it like you know, it, you know because most of us had come from different districts yeah. and the, probably if we'd played for England schoolboys, you were star of that area yeah, yeah. so you, you could have easily got carried away and thinking well you know I'm the star big like, fish you know. in a small pond yeah, yeah. and um it was really a small fish in a big pond yeah, yeah. and um, you know you, we come to um, London um, my family wondered how I'd settle or if I could settle and I told Mr Drake that you know like I might find it a little bit you know difficult to settle down being a country boy there was three of us three country boys you're, you're a Hampshire boy aren't you yeah Hampshire Bowbridge I, I can tell by the Norfolk the bird. I'm a Hampshire boy too Bobby. oh are you yeah. and um, Barry Smart was yeah. from Suffolk so oh, right, we were right. three country boys in the same digs yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. which didn't sort of we rubbed off each other all yeah, right but yeah. when we met the Cockneys <laughs> it was a different kettle you of fish check your pockets and all that <laughs> so you formed a great partnership with Barry Bridges yeah. after yeah, two yeah we did yeah um, he was a, a great man wasn't he yeah well, was he you know, like it, it, we just had a, a fine difference like you know Bridger was um, a schoolboy sprint international you know so he was extra quick like you, know. you were quick as well Warren, well you? I was I would I wouldn't sort of class myself as quick, strong. Well, he was quick perhaps mate, strong. <laughs> strong I think. He was you know, strong like, and quick, yeah, I think, yeah. And um He was hard to but, knock off the ball. But see, there was seven seven or eight of us in that team. They would all come through the U team. So you know, like we were all very, very close mates. Yeah. yeah. Good and, bond. And and that that's what sort of made that extra Good for us, yeah. You know, because we were we had played a lot of football together, and we all knew each other inside out. Like you know, you knew the ones that you could take the Mickey out, and the ones that avoid like taking yeah. the Mickey yeah, out. Yeah. But no, it, it was you know like a great spirit within the club. And I mean, you became I mean because obviously we got relegated as you were saying earlier. You know, Jimmy left, we got relegated. But uh, Tommy Doherty became the manager, and he made you. The captain. In fact, I think you're the youngest captain to gain promotion to Division One. How did you feel to be given the captaincy? Surprised for starters. Um, 
proud. Yeah. You know, like to be, you know, like named as the captain. Um, but you know, because they were all mates, I didn't feel that you know, like that, that I was, you know, like being disowned by them, like you know, in the sense of what's that idiot being a captain for? Um, and um, I always kid people that I was a good win the toss man like yeah <laughs> that, that was, that's what you were there for <laughs> but uh, no you know like I, I'd pay for all these little sayings like you know yeah, yeah, deeper yeah. on but um, no we, we got on really well we had you know people like Ken Shalato and mm, so forth yeah. and uh, you know like to, to see him get on and that year when we won promotion was unbelievable yeah, for us yeah. And uh, if we hadn't have had the freeze, I don't know if you can remember yes, back that year. When was that? Yeah. You, you were there. Yeah. Yeah, what there. year was that? 63? 62, 63. 60, yeah. 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 And um, it hit us badly right. because we couldn't play at home. Right. The pitch was um, frozen over. They'd sun it, they d- tried to do something to the pitch and it made it worse. It, it froze the pitch, you know, like, and they couldn't wow. defrost it. So we missed games, you know, more than home we missed more home games than away games we were you know getting games away from home right. and where we I think we had something like a six to eight point lead at Christmas wow and uh, that dissolved after Christmas because we lost the away games and suddenly we found ourselves you know like fighting to stay where we were like you know and um, it looked, become desperate and um, you know like we had so much well planned we, you know like Dave Sexton was the coach and Dave was absolutely fantastic I can honestly say that all those lads that played in that era and with Dave in charge of the coaching he improved every one of us I'd say nearly twice as good as what we were before he arrived. Was he well advanced with uh, anyone else involved? Yeah, he taught us stuff that we never never even dreamed about. Didn't think like, existed, yeah. No, you know, like he, he, he loved the Hungarians. He loved yeah. the way they played. Yeah. Uh, n- not the deep line centre forward business, but yeah. you know, like the way they knocked the balls in. Mm. And he was the first man to teach us, all of us, you know, like on different sides. You know, like to overlap first of all, and then when you overlap, you know, like say the fullback overlap, yeah. where to knock the ball. Yeah. He'd say, don't bother looking up to see where the, you know, lads are in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Because they know where you're going to put up the ball. Yeah. And that was the, the lovely thing about it. They knew where to put the ball, and we knew where to the run to. Go, yeah. And 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 that's anticipation, yeah. right? You know, where the defenders were reacting we were anticipating yeah. like you know, and that was the difference between many a goal that we scored that yeah. way yeah. and everybody we we practice afternoons near on all afternoon just doing that one wow. thing the overlap and the ball in and we you know like we'd know when the ball was where it was going yeah. Yeah. and you can play that even deeper out, outside the box yeah. you yeah. can play it and you can play people in yeah. And they won't be offside, you know, because they know when to make their run. Don't make the run before this guy's kicked it. You know, you know, you can run across the back line, 
but be ready to squirt through you know when it when he kicks and and that that can be played as far out as halfway in their half you know to put you yeah, in yeah. and um, and Dave Dave was that good if that's Chivers oh it's not no, Chivers Mr Pace <laughs> one of two one of two <laughs> but um, they um, but that was brilliant Dave was like that all the time and he taught us so many things that you know that we brilliant didn't coach. know anything about brilliant coach and of he course, was he was a brilliant coach. he became the manager after the doc but uh, the doc was quite a special manager wasn't he quite a character he was he was a very uh, big character yeah um, and uh, he could do he could do wonderful things for you yeah or he he could upset you like really? you know. uh, he didn't upset you that much but he could but he'd join in and that was a, you know perhaps a little bit of a problem you know, he, he wanted you know we had funny men in the side but I think the doc wanted to play his part he wanted to play his role and it that really he should have been above that you know and um, he still wanted to be one of the boys in a sense oh god he, yeah. he, he was still one of the yeah, boys definitely. Like, you know, but he he was um, he done things for different players you know that really helped them out you know like in different you know not not just on the football field but you know in life in general oh, right, like right. you know and um, it was uh, you know like that's what made you love him like yeah. you, know, you know you sort of loved and you him did. you know and, and then he could upset you like you know but I mean you, you still loved him like you, you know? kind of got away with it and uh, you know like <laughs> he, he was um, he was a different character like you know a different character he, he showed he wanted us to play like his character was like you know would fight and, up and um, out yeah, yeah. and um, and that's what we've done yeah and um, when when we went up the year we went up he made a strange um, decision. We were coming to the end of the season and um, Stoke were already top of the table. Sunderland and us were fighting it to see who went up second. And um, Stoke beat, beat us here and uh, um, that didn't help us in any sense with Sunderland. But we had to go to Sunderland. I think it was the second last game of the season. and. Um, we went up there Doc made a strange decision team wise he left people like Barrio and whose speed and, and thing and he put he recognised that Sunderland had big men and they depended on their big defenders to come forward for free kicks and, and corners so he packed our side a little bit on the heavy side with tall guys the only small guy was Tommy Harmer and funny enough, the only goal scored was from a corner by the smallest fellow on the field. Oh, right. Tommy Harmer. Tommy Harmer. I won't say what he knocked it in with. <laughs> Charlie Early would have been in that sometimes, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah. That big, strong centre Yeah, well, that's it. Fella, yeah. and, and the wind that day was horrendous. And we were playing against the wind yeah. second half. And Peter wasn't the greatest of goal kickers. Yeah. But he could hardly make the level with the edge of the penalty box. Really? You know, like it was yeah, like yeah. he was kicking yeah. for touch yeah. and playing rugby. Yeah. But we held on and and we we won. And that put it didn't put them out of it because we had one game left. And to me, 
I was reading about this the other day, in, in, you know, like in a book. We had to play Portsmouth here. We bought Derek Kevin, I think somewhere back in the Easter. Yeah. And he'd played a few games. And I mean, uh, where we bought him from, he was a, you know, sort of a regular goal scorer. When I say regular, no enough every match. And he hadn't scored for us. And I think it was because we played a little bit different football to what he was used to playing. Like, yeah, we, we run, you know, fast football. We got fast the ball move. forward. Yeah. And um, we needed him to do something magical. Yeah. And he replied by scoring in the first minute of the game against Portsmouth. Wow. Now, people sort of say, well, you know, like the first minute. You know, you, you had plenty of time to score goals. But I said, yeah, but the first minute, it relieved all the tension. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the fact that we knew that we had yeah. to win. Yeah. If we'd have gone 20 minutes yeah. or 30 minutes where it's gone, we'd have got more, you know, sort of excited and upbeat yeah. and, you know, sort Good of point. pushed. There's another, you once scored five goals. Oh, God, yeah. Against Aston Villa. The Villa one, 66. Away. Uh, yeah, remember it well because oh, it was rather peculiar. Um, uh, you know, like Villa, uh, you know, like we were sort of fairly good with Villa, like, you know, result-wise. Mm. And um, as I say, you know, like we used to try things out. I don't know if they still do that. You know, like, but we used to have free kicks, corner kicks. And, you know, like we didn't just have one. We had three or four. So, you know, like if you were sort of say in the third one that sh you, you knew what was coming there you had to be there yeah. you know like because it could be anyone they didn't signal two yeah, fingers yeah, one yeah, finger yeah, thumb yeah. you know like you just took the, the corner what you wanted yeah. you know and they reacted because they were all in position and we used to have the free kick the same and we scored about five or six with this free kick now you wouldn't do it nowadays because it'd be televised the first week you'd done it yep. yeah. and everybody would know so what to expect yeah, yeah. so the television wouldn't have done us any favours it was on TV that that match I, I mean you know I've not seen I mean I wasn't I was born in 65 so I never had a chance to see it like Martin did live it was on match of the day and they had a whole series of old classic match of the days yeah. and they had that game on yeah. there and I saw that match and you're absolutely right about that free kick yeah. I'm wondering if they learnt their lesson having seen it no, yeah. Not enough people were probably watching in those days, Bobby. Well, were they on the no, telly? No, you know, yeah. but I mean, definitely, you know, like things like that work work out, and you you've got to have some idea yeah. of one or two, not yeah. just the one. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, because they yeah. know one, but they wouldn't know all of them. That that reminds me actually, because in, in in Europe, I'm sure it was against Roma in the Fairs Cup in '65, '66, around that time, oh, yeah, in the four-one yeah. with Terry Venables. He did a special <laughs> free kick like that, didn't oh, he? He kind of pretended he wasn't in. Yeah, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what it was. Uh, we had a, a free kick just on the edge of their yeah, box, yeah. and Cherry was usually involved in free kicks that were going to yeah, yeah. be chipped or anything like that. But what they'd worked out that he put the ball down and the wall had lined up short of the ten yards, and he made out that he was counting out the ten yards. Now the no, referee no, had already right. done that, but he walked. And when he got to the edge of the wall, he just spun round yeah, and yeah. they played it alongside yeah, him yeah, yeah. and he's wrapped it in the back I of the net. That, yeah, yeah. And, and I think, Christ, that's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. You know, like, this shows you if you think, and, and that's the thing about that side, 
it wasn't down to just the coach, Dave, or the manager. It was the players as well. We were we would come back and have a session and free kicks and corners, yeah. and we'd be asked, "Why anybody got any thoughts about you know what what to do?" Now we used to hit a ball in near post. Now I know that's often done, but the difference was we made sure that our near postman was always the near right postman. He, he, he didn't just run and then the defender get there before him. Yeah. He'd make sure, because if it was in short, it flicked on. Yeah. And England done it, didn't they? Yeah, in the, that's um, right, actually, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Uh, Maguire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like that's he was right. at the far post, yeah, empty, yeah. and it nodded it back across and, and they scored. Yeah, nothing changes Talk, in football, really. Bob, you had got three yeah. England caps, didn't you? Yeah. I think you should have got more. Because <laughs> your first one was against France, I, wasn't it? I don't think I should have got three. Really? <laughs> really? But you, you were in the, you were in the original. You, he's so blooming humble. You were in the original uh, 28-man World Cup squad, weren't you? Yeah. Before Alf yeah. went down, and I think yeah. you played that match. Your debut against yeah. France yeah. was Alf Ramsey's first match in charge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, you know, like we got hammered. We played yeah. on uh, in February in France, and the pitch was. Yeah, like an ice rink. Now wow. we had a fairly big, strong defence, mm. but yeah, like the bigger the man, you know, the harder they found to yeah. twist and run and turn, and uh, we got hammered. But uh, again, a free kick that a uh, corner kick that was worked out very quickly in training was for me to be the forward to make the run to get ahead of him. And I thought, Christ, I'm the smallest guy in the forward line. You know, I should be. <laughs> the last one in this lineup and but it worked and I made the run and got the head to it like you know well it you scored in your debut for England yeah no I played before that was the third I think it was the third game but I just want to tell you about the two games before um, I came in on the Monday morning they were playing I think it was Wales on the Wednesday and I came in on the Monday and I felt a bit of a tickling me hamstrings which I suffered you know quite badly yeah. with so I was on the table with Harry Meadows like yeah, you know yeah, treating yeah. me and the doc came in and he said God he said I I didn't know you was injured I said oh, I said I just got a tweet you know like I said just getting a bit of heat in it so I said I don't want to make it worse he said God you're unlucky sod so I said why? So I said, I'm, I'm all right for Saturday. Like, you know, I thought that was what he's on about. Like, you know, he said, God, he said, you're not fit enough to play midweek then. I said, no, I don't think so. I don't know. He said, God, you are unlucky. So I said, why? He said, well, I just had a phone call from uh, Walter Winterbottom. He said, <laughs> he wants to take you to the hotel and, and, you know, over at Wembley. He said, you're playing Wednesday for England. <laughs> Did you play? Did you well, I, I, I could have fell off the table. Did you jump off the table? <laughs> Dockerty was killing himself with laughter. No, buddy, so, right? did you turn up for it? I, I, he said, Listen, how bad is it? I said, No, I said, It's just a, a tweak, really. I said, it's not. I said, I could, I could turn that. I said, I'm fit enough to play. He said, Go, yeah, go, go on, get a suit on, and get your boots. He said, <laughs> And go to the hotel. And he told me what I'm doing. And, and yeah, I did. I turned out. They had three wingers. And they two had gone down with injury, and one had gone down right. with sickness. Wow. Now, how, how 
now I always used to call myself lucky because yeah, yeah. uh, you know lucky it always seemed to bounce my way right. and uh, definitely that day uh, you know I, I was lucky that day Brilliant. was you nervous making you yeah I was you know but I played out on the on the wing like you know as a winger like, you know like it wasn't un- strange to me like you know, yeah, yeah. I, I played there for um, you know like a good while when I was young and um we won 4-1 and uh, everybody was happy like you know um, at the uh, hotel in England and I opened the door going through to the lounge and who was the other side just coming through the door was the fellow that I worshipped when I was a kid a guy called Stanley Mortensen oh good oh, grief is, Stan yeah, Mortensen yeah. blimey yeah, yeah of course and, uh, you, 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 you were a Blackpool fan weren't you yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right and um, yeah. I he didn't know what to say and I, I was sort of <laughs> dumbstruck like you know and I said uh, I didn't know what to call him and uh, I said um, Mr. Morrison can I just tell you one thing that you were my hero I worshipped you when you played for Blackpool in, you know, in the late 50s like you know I said and, and I said I can't see how they called the 53 cup final Stanley Matthews final. Quite right. I said when you scored a hat trick. Yeah, I yeah. said I think I know who I'd have called that yeah, after. Like yeah, you know, yeah. and um, he, he said thank you very much, and yeah, he carried on like you know. But um, no, yeah, like you know, when you played in the park, and you was always someone, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was oh, always definitely. I was Stanley Mount Morrison. I was always like, Charlie Cook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, no, about, uh, did you play the same me. game? I was just talking to Chopper earlier. Stanley Matthews' last game in London. Was you in? Did you play in that game? And he really. You've been a Blackpool fan. Did you see him rough Stanley Matthews up? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. No, I, well, Eddie McCready was marking him, yeah. right? 
picking him up. But Chopper's picking lumps out of him. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just played his normal game. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Getting his late tackles in early. Was he that a greater player, Stanley Matthews? Yeah. 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 He, he, I could talk all day about Stan, you know, because he tore us to ribbons one, one day and Doc went mad at Alan Harris yeah. and told him, Christ, will you follow him wherever he goes? And Alan said, Tommy goes to the halfway line. You want me to follow him back into his own half? He said, yeah, of course. <laughs> so the second half, Alan followed him in and Stan was just running back and forth. Was and he was making Alan look a, yeah, yeah. like it was looking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd were laughing like, you yeah. know. And he still made the goal like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly but, uh, the players, uh, I thought he was, yeah. you know, like superb, yeah. you know, like the talent and, you know, like the... Oh, you know, like you just had these talented people around in football in those days, like yeah. you know, and they yeah. were individuals. Yeah. You know, like they Skillful. weren't. You know, like their skill was an individual Could turn skill. Game with yeah. A, yeah, yeah. And then days they called you Doctor His Diamond or something. Yeah, know, that's right. Yeah, he used. He he used to sit in a uh, hut over. Uh, 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 Standing out from the stand. We used to train at Mitcham then, didn't you? Yeah, we used yeah. to train at Mitcham, yeah. yeah, and, uh, yeah. But, um, you know, like the whole lot of it was good fun. Yeah. And I, I know people think, well, it's work, but it, it was work, but it was made such good fun because yeah. um, the lads would have a laugh. Yeah. You know, uh, you know like there would always be a, a, you know, a comedian, like Venner was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Somewhere along the line, I read this in um, Ken Shelito's book. I was reading it. It's a good book. You want to get hold of it if you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, we used to, you know, have a laugh and a joke and play tricks on each other. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie McCready was a bit fiery. You know, like if you stirred him up, he could be a bit fiery. <laughs> and we were in the in Germany in the um, Black Forest, and you know. You know, it was night time we were going from one centre to another and uh, we were going to be in, in in the Black Forest and we were sort of telling all ghosty stories you know like trying to G each other up <laughs> and we said well, we'd probably get to in here and it'd be sort of someone with a club foot you know well god didn't it didn't that turn out to be true we got, we come to this <laughs> building and it was sort of like a square block that was the hotel and they had an off building you know, yeah. with some bedrooms down there and we were down there and all the office staff you know and the management were up here and we had our people that we used to share rooms with like you know partners and um, Eddie Eddie that night didn't have anyone he was on his own so he was we we were stirring him up more than anybody else so Vano said, how can we get hold of him? Look, if we keep him occupied, can someone go up to his room and do something to his room? Get a key and, you know. So we'd done that. And I had a pair of black pyjamas in my bag. So I said, look, if you put a couple of pillars in that and put it in the window, <laughs> well, this, work, this worked a treat. Because they tried little tricks with dangling string by the door and he said... When he went through the door, he thought, ah, oh, they're playing yeah. tricks on him. Anyway, he got changed and went to bed, and it was a stormy night, and wind was blowing, and fortunately for us, it was blowing the branches of the tree outside against the window, which made him think there was someone <laughs> trying to get in the window. 
brilliant. And he got up and he pulled the blinds black back and the pyjamas fell out on him. And you could hear him screaming all over all over the hotel. Oh, and, and he rushed up the stairs to Venner. Ken Shalito was in with Venner like you know. And he said, If I catch that so and so with who owns those black pajamas? I said, I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so when Ben had come and told him, I said, Don't tell him whatever you Brilliant. do. Brilliant. I said, I'll destroy him. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, but but that, that was the fun and games that we had. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, don't get me wrong at all. I don't want people to pick up the idea that we were just a joke, fun squad. No, no, but that's part of the camaraderie, isn't it? Yeah, that, well, that, that's that it. bond goes well, yeah. out onto the pitch, doesn't yeah, it? Well, that is it. We, yeah. we had such a good bond. Yeah. It was like, you know, really, really close. You know, that, and if anyone sort of looked like they were in trouble, they got help. We looked like, after you know, each other. Yeah, we looked after I mean, it, it did show through on the pitch, though, Bobby, because, I mean, people forget what a top, top, top side you were under the dock. And, I mean, I've often wanted this. I know you won the League Cup in 65, which is our first trophy. Well, well after the title, obviously, our, our first Cup trophy. But I've often wondered, you know, should we have won more in that period? Because we, we were very unlucky. We were there or thereabouts for a few seasons. And, you know, you talk about the characters in the club, like Terry and the Doc, and of course they fell out, didn't they, very famously, yeah. and yeah. just after the, around the Barcelona match in that Fairs Cup campaign yeah. that we're talking about. But do you feel that we should have won more under that? Yes. Under that? <coughs> Most definitely. Yeah. And if, if somebody asked me, what do you think the reason was? I, I think where we suffered a bit was we weren't strong in the air at the back right you know we weren't a big side in fact you know like I think you know you, John Mortimer played at the back you know, you know for most of the time in that squad but John you know was good but he wasn't exceptionally good right you know and um, if you remember the cup final with Spurs beaters yeah Gilzine made more passes with his head really you know, like where he was just, they were just playing up to him and he was just nodding them down to his inside forwards yeah. and we were in trouble. And um, I think we didn't have the, the run of the green or the rub of the green yeah. um, against Liverpool. We scored a, a, a solid goal in the first half, a, a corner taken. John Morton had come up, got in front of the keepers, punch, and headed the ball. Didn't hit the keeper until after the board gone into the net. The keeper had come out yeah. and tried to punch it and punched him in the ear. You know, so he clashed with John more than John yeah. clashed with him, and the referee didn't give it. Yeah, so you know, and you it, need those things to go for you, don't well, you? Well, especially yeah. you know, like we we were still, you know, I say immature, but we were still young. We were still sort of hadn't got that season experience of playing in semi-finals we got stuffed in three semi-finals yeah, I think. exactly so it wasn't just I mean because I'm thinking the league as well I mean yeah. you know coming third, third I think yeah. yeah but you're right there were those the Sheffield uh, Wednesday one with the, the the blue and the black I was just going to say that it was yeah. like an Inter Milan kit wasn't it yeah I yeah. love that kit they used to sell it in yeah. here when they when we used to have I'd a Chelsea like to, shop I'd like to know who got it 
It really? Dis it disappeared after that well, game. Well, it was only ever <laughs> worn once, Bobby. It was only worn once. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was yeah. a lovely kit. We, it was. And well, we I loved it. Smart, we, we all thought we were, you know, Jack and Lance, you know, and, yeah. uh, and we had a bad result. And, um, you, know, the, you know, it disappeared That's completely. Right. Yeah, probably why. Dot, Dot was a great lover of... Um, superstition. Well, yeah, super, most of us are superstitious. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also he was a um, great lad for smartness, like, you know, dressing us, yeah, yeah. yeah like, in good gear. Like, we had some know. great kits in, in yeah. those days. I love yeah. that white one, which is very yeah. much your era with a little kind of we, red and we, blue we, we loved the white one. We yeah. thought we were real, real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of it about in the 60s, wasn't there? Yeah. Listen, we did, talking of white kits, of course, you know, you did make a cup final in 67, of course, against Spurs, who were in their white kit. Uh, I know we lost, but you, you scored, so you must have had mixed feelings. I mean, losing must be terrible, but you did score. First Chelsea um, player to score in a cup final. Yeah, I know, I final. know, um, but I had a dreadful game. Yeah. Did you? Really? I wasn't the only one. I'm not, I'm not blaming other people, but I know that I was up against Joe Kirkup. Yeah. Not Joe Kirkup. Joe, what's the other Spurs lad? Little Spurs right back. Kinnear. Kinnear, Joe, Joe Kinnear. Kinnear. Yeah, yeah. And Joe, instead of making Joe work, he made me run. Yeah, yeah. And I was chasing him back, and, you know, like I wasn't getting forward enough. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we scored, uh, if we'd have scored, say, 20 minutes earlier, we could have probably then sort of played everything into their box yeah. and fought Put for everything pressure. you know like yeah. I mean we had Tony Haley playing with yeah. us yeah. you know and, and you know like who did they have Mike England yeah you know so it was sort of countered our you know Tony like yeah, you know yeah. and um, but um, I don't think uh, overall we was you know people ask us why were you so bad because we, not just me, but we were bad as a team. It's what everybody says, is we didn't turn up. Is what, I yeah. mean, I was too young, but yeah. I'm told by mates who were there, they said, yeah. well, you know, we just didn't turn up on the we day. We didn't. Mm. And I think, I think Tommy was trying to keep us balanced, you know, like in the hotel, mm. keep us calm, you know, like don't get excited, you know, don't get nervous. And when we went to Wembley, I think when we come out, for the actual yeah. match we suddenly realised where we were and yeah. what we were doing yeah. what it was about and what it was all about and, and we weren't really tense enough yeah you know we, we were probably tense but in the wrong sense yeah. Yeah. you know that we were nervous you know yeah. and um, you know a good few of us never turned yeah. up it does happen it does happen doesn't it especially yeah. in finals did it, did it kind of hurt a bit more because you know Greasy and, and Venables were in, in that Spurs side no, it, it hurt to lose. It always hurts Just to that lose. That simple. You know, like it, you know, like in the final, they say losing in the semis is bad. Yeah. But it's not as bad as losing in the yeah, final. There's nowhere to hide, is there? You know, and yeah. and you felt so bad. You know, because when we went up, we drove up Wembley Way, mm. and all the blue and white scarves and yeah, all yeah. that, and you thought. Christ, we've eventually made it. Like, you know, thanks yeah. very much for all your help. Yeah. Like, you know, to ourselves, yeah, really. yeah, yeah. you know, like, because you know, like they'd followed us through two defeats at, you know, Villa yeah. uh, Park, you know, like, and, and sort of 
thought, right, you know, we got a chance to pay all them back now, like, you know, and it, and it never happened. And if, we, if, if we'd have given them a fight, if yeah. we'd have sort of threatened, you know, like, and fought them, like, you know, yeah. you would have thought, well, we gave it our best shot, but in the end, you, you had that feeling that yeah. you didn't want to read the next morning's papers. Yeah, interesting stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, you didn't, like, we were talking to Chopper earlier on, of course, and he got a chance to, to put that right, you know, winning yeah. the, the Cup in 70, yeah. but you didn't you didn't get selected. You must have been gutted. No, no, no. I, I, I was disappointed, yeah. you know, but I was pleased for the club, I was yeah, yeah. pleased for the lads who I played with, like, you know, that they, they eventually won the Cup, yeah. and for the fans, more so. Right. But, yeah, I, I was disappointed in myself, you know, but... I wasn't, I wasn't shocked because I knew from a long way back that season mm. Huddy had come through yeah, and yeah. was absolutely supreme. Although and, he missed out, of course, and didn't he, he missed yeah. out because he got injured right. Right, just before the yeah. se- well, was it the semi final? He did he his got, ankle, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, and you felt so sorry for the lad, like mm. yo, because um, yeah, well, he was only very young, yeah. then, yeah. you know, that, that happened to him. So not Me? being selected in that game, did you know that your time was up at Chelsea then? I think so. I think so. I think um, that I realised that, yeah, like I was oh, quite done with it. Innocent. Innocent. For those listening in black and white, Gary Chivers has just arrived. We're, so we're only recording an interview. I mean, goodness me. You're innocent. I'll we'll we'll keep that in. We'll keep that in. I was with you all the time, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, you know, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the time I was here. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like, I'd played in so many um, cup games yeah. and, you know, like, played in the big semi finals. And not to be there when it's won, you know, like, was. Either be disappointed, yeah, yeah, of course it must like, have been. Yeah. That's why you play the game, isn't it? And I, I think, well, uh, you know, like that's my my chance gone, like, yeah. you know, because I couldn't see, would, yeah. I couldn't see the the shape of the game, yeah. the changing the shape for you know one yeah. furlong happening. Well, I mean, I'm amazed. We've been talking for a while, and we've not mentioned the fact that you were Chelsea's record goalscorer for years and years and years and years. I mean, 202 goals in 370 appearances. That is a phenomenal strike rate. I mean, you talked about Jimmy's strike rate, and he was about one in every 1.6 games. Yeah. Yours isn't that far behind, Bobby. But, but did you ever it, think it would be? Did you ever think it would be broken that yes. record? You did. Yeah, I were you surprised it, it took so long? Yes. Yeah. I was, and um, uh, the fact that we were a good side, you know, yeah, like I yeah, think yeah. that that was the difference. You know, like I'm not saying it. Frank's Frank was a, a very good player yeah. in a very yeah, good side. Yeah. So I think you know, like that was a boost for him. Like you, know, yeah, yeah. You, you, you have to be in a good side. You, you know, you're not going to be top goal scorer if you're playing in a and a poor side. Does that does side. that put Kerry's 193 in a bit of context though? Yeah, because that, let's be honest, Chelsea yeah. were a, were a much poorer side then. Yeah, when people like Gary were playing. No, no, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they were a yeah, much poorer side. Then. I agree with you. Yeah. Did you and think he might have broken the record? I did. Yeah. And my missus used to have the. I was in England actually. Yeah, I was yeah. down in South, and um, we used to. I used to coach a team 
and uh, we'd get the football results coming in from that our game and uh, she'd say Chelsea won 4 1. Yeah. I say, haven't did Kerry yet? Yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden he's disappeared. Yeah. You know, like know. He, he left, did he leave halfway through a season? Uh, they sold him, basically. We were talking to him, funnily enough, on Friday, and uh, he had no real say in it. They just decided they were going to ship him off to Southampton, you know. Yeah. When, uh, when Ian Portfield uh, came in after Bobby. Uh, but he, he regrets it. He, he felt he should have, he should have stuck around because oh, he was gosh. so close. I mean, yeah. he was nine goals away, yeah. wasn't he? God, you know, like day. you'd be sick, you know, like yeah. to be that close. Yeah. And um, you know, like people said, you know, like after Kerry had gone, yeah. like you know, and they say, well, who do you think is going to beat your record? And I, I was living in Ireland yeah. back yeah. again, yeah. and. Um, People were jeering me up, like, you know, saying, Frank is getting close. Yeah. And I yeah. said, no, I said, he's a midfielder. Yeah, no, exactly. no, this was when he yeah. was a long way off. Yeah, like, yeah. Back in the, you know, like when yeah. he had 70 odds and things like that. I said, I'll be dead by the time he gets to my toe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I won. <laughs> well, it was lovely, wasn't it? I mean, I know it's a, it's a, it's a well-known story, but if, and I've, I've got a picture of it, oddly, but him phoning you up the minute yeah. he broke the record. Yeah. Oh, again, Villa. Villa always yeah. features, doesn't it? Yeah. He got his 150th against Villa yeah. in that penalty, because I was here, yeah. and he got the, the 200, you know, he broke the record yeah. up at Villa, and he phoned yeah. you, didn't he, yeah. from the dressing room? Oh, unbelievable. How did that feel? Unbelievable. Yeah. I was in a, in a pub, and... Funnily enough, the pub was full of Chelsea fans. Oh, really? Like, you know, yeah. And they were all ranting and yeah, roaring. Yeah, and I was sat on the table with about seven or eight friends, like, you know. And when he scored, it went quiet. You know, really? like they didn't wow. know wow. how he was going to react, yeah. I think, you know. like, And, and I, I've got to say, I didn't stand up and cheer and cheer, like, no, no. you know, sort of no. the record's yeah. gone. Yeah. But I could understand them being quiet, like, you know, didn't, didn't want to. You know, my feelings, but no, I think Frank solidly deserved. I don't know if you've noticed this over the period of time he was with Chelsea, but every year he had improved something. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I can remember one year. One year that stands out to me is we started pre-season like you know the first four or five go- games he scored nearly five goals with his head I think yeah. and he used to go yeah. like you know saying yeah. like me head look yeah. 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 and I, I thought it. God Frank you, 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 you've been doing some work at Armour I think like you know and I said to him one one day up, up above here like where's that some dude and I said Frank I said that's the one thing I like about you, you know, I said you you've just keep on yeah. improving everything yeah. around you like you know something that you're not happy with you've improved like you know I said that's a you know talent like you know you don't often see that top players doing that still doing that difficult difficult after coming from Chelsea to Palace yeah you know like they were friendly yeah they were very friendly but football wise different um, type of football different type completely yeah Yeah. and um, really I don't think they knew where I should play, you know, and I didn't know how I'd settle in with them where to play, like, you know. Um, didn't they play you as an out-and-out winger, more or less? They did, yeah, yeah. yeah. And did they have Don Rogers around the time? No, he came. Yeah. I wish they had I had Don. Don was something special, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, good player. Scored oh, five nice. against United. 
I was there before him, like yeah. Joe, and um, you know, we sort of uh, when he when he came, it was obviously he was going to play out on the wing. I I didn't have the best of times with Palace with injury, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I I had um, hamstring problems, and then um, me Achilles tendon went and nasty injury. Yeah, they kept on pumping it with um, cortisone, yeah, steroids, and in the end. The specialist, when I went to see him, uh, he told me that your Achilles tendon is like three strands of rope. Mm. He said, "He said we've taken two away, yeah. and you've only got one Whoa. strand left." And they expected it to carry on playing like that. Well, he said, "No." The specialist said, "I'd say you need to stop playing." Right. Now you don't like to be told no. when to pack up. No way. I said, "Is there any?" any way that I could play on and I don't think it was a special I think it was actually in a, the all black guy who was the oh, uh, right. he right. was an Rugby. all black he won yeah. the yeah but the, he was a doctor I uh, right, first right, went to right. see and he said if you played on soft ground oh, right. and that's why I moved to that's why you moved to Ireland Ireland what was your connection with Ireland then? Paddy what? Mulligan yeah. Is that the connection with Paddy yeah. Mulligan? I uh, I sat next to Paddy in the dressing room yeah. at Palace and I told him where I was going and when I went and came back the next day, he came in and he said, How did it go? And I told him exactly what I was told about playing on the soft ground. Mm-hmm. He said, I can fix you up. Wow. So he went to Cork Celtic, he, he said, I can get you in, in Ireland anywhere you like. He said, uh, the, so- the ground's always soft there. He said, you've heard of the Emerald Isle, surely. You're playing on paper. Yeah, yeah, I like that. that. Well, it is and, uh, and it rains all the yeah, time. Yeah, it rains all the time. <laughs> and, uh, so he said, I could get you in um, Shamrock Rovers, no trouble. He said, that's where I came from. So I said, no, no, I don't want to go to Dublin. I said, can you not go south somewhere, mm. down south? So he said, well, g- give me a chance. He said, I'm sure I can. And he knew the guy's the secretary called Celtic very very well and that, that was and he I said where are they in the league he said second so I said oh well, that's good then I said the chance of winning Sonny when I got there I found second meant second from bottom what a B but it turned out fine for us because um we went on to win the league, funny enough. Wow. They'd made two or three signings, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. outside of myself, like, you know, and um, I think the players all lifted themselves, like, you know. We had two or three uh, English lads playing and um, some good Irish players, you know, locals, yeah. Yeah. and uh, I think we went 19 games without losing. So, so when you the, sort of picked them up when you went out there? Yeah. You, well, no, I won't say it was me, but I was... Uh, well, their fortunes changed when you got Yeah, out. like, yeah, it was sort yeah. of... Um, I think it was a case of the club started to pick up. You know, you know, like, as I said, they made one or two good signings yeah. outside of themselves. Like, you know, they got a guy from Dublin and uh, another one from Cork who's... Um, a good footballer like you know a good winger yeah. and um, you know we had a good side excellent right but these are kind of, we've got a few general questions Bobby that we're asking all of the people that we're doing this with because uh, it's nice to compare in a sense 
a bit like Sheep Magazine, if you yeah, remember. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask you what your favourite dinner was or anything <laughs> like that. Um, who, who was your favourite Chelsea player or the, or, the, or the best you played with at Chelsea in your time at Chelsea? Aussie. Aussie. Che- Cookie was close, yeah. but Aussie knew what he wanted to do and you knew what he wanted to do, like yeah, you. Yeah. And um, playing with him at centre forward, he, you know, like people said, oh, you were at Loggerheads, were you? I said, no. I said, Peter made a lot of my goals, I yeah. said, because he could play in, you know, play yeah. you through in, you know, very tiny spaces. Yeah. Ended up in midfield, of course, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. So, um, you know, like, definitely he could have played anywhere on the field. Yeah. Very Peter. talented player, wouldn't he? Um, if you could pick out, I mean, do you have a favourite goal, favourite match, favourite performance? Um, favourite goal. I've got to say the first goal I ever scored for Chelsea's first team. Which is on because your debut, wasn't it? I was only 17. Yeah. You know, like, he was only about 17 minutes into the game. Bridgeo had made one or two efforts. It was his debut as well. He, didn't he score as well? Yeah, he so scored. So you both scored on your yeah, debut? Yeah, he scored, he scored yeah. with his head about 15 minutes later. Yeah. And, um, so you got there before him then? Yeah, just about. And, um, you know, like the, the feeling that, that, that it gave, gave you, like, you know, that, God, I can come here and score. Yeah. You know? You'd arrived, and, um, and um, sort of the laughter in the dressing room afterwards, uh, you know, was what you're going to do with your bonus money. And I said, "How much is it?" And they said, "Four pound." <laughs> which it's <which laughs> a lot of money in those days, probably. Be fair, four, four pound. That was half of me wages exactly. at the time, right? Yeah. So um, no, it was it was a brilliant feeling. Brilliant. Um, who's the best player you ever played against? Bestie, bestie, George Best. You know, like I'm not putting down. There was one that marked me, and I used to hate playing against him simply because I couldn't get anything out of him or that? off him. Eric Skills of Stoke. Eric Skills? Yeah. I don't remember him. No, he was a midfielder. He used to play midfield, but I think they dropped him back to, for fullback to me. Like, you know. Eric and, Skills? Yeah, and he he was up my shoulder all the time, like, you know. And, you know, like, I couldn't lose him for, for a run because he was quicker than what I was, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Who's the best manager you ever played for? Dave Sexton. Sexton well yeah I don't think yeah Dave was manager when yeah Tommy left wasn't he you yeah know, yeah, yeah I played with yeah, Dave yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dave you know like Dave had some really good ideas you know and um, got the, the best and all got that. the best yeah. out of everybody who was the hardest yeah. most difficult opponent you ever played against um, hard is different to dirty well, you know what I most, mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, like it hard, was in those days, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Hard, hard. Tommy Smith was hard. I was going to say, was Tommy yeah. Smith yeah. Tommy yeah. Smith was, was hard. That, Fortunately yeah, for me, I didn't play a, a, against Tommy that often. Like, yeah. you know, we were in different parts of the field. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Tommy was... Ron Yates, been, uh, did you play against Ron Yates? Yeah, Ron, Ron wasn't a hard, Ron Ron hard or dirty. Like, no. he was strong, big, being strong. Big fella, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Norman Hunter? Yes, played against Bite Your Legs. Yeah, was, that, how, was he hard to play against? Was he yeah, dirty? He, he was, they were all hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the entire side was hard. Yeah. You know, like you, 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 you could have named anyone in their defence and you'd say he'd hit you hard, like, you know. Go through uh, you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, 
There's a difference between going over the top and hitting you hard, like. He's a know? lovely bloke, though, Norman Hunter. Yeah, they, yeah. well, so you know, like, no, seriously, I interviewed him years ago, well, and, no, and they, I tried to get him to admit that they were dirty, because of course we all call them dirty well, leads, yeah. and he wouldn't admit it. People used to say nobby. Nobby Styles. Nobby Styles. Yeah, yeah. Me and Nobby was like that. We shared a room when we was at school. You know, like he was from Manchester and I was from the other end of the England. And we roommate. And um, so we always got on well. On and off yeah. the field, like, you know. And what was your proudest Chelsea achievement? Achievements? Winning um, promotion the year we won promotion back to... When you were captain. Yeah. 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 Biggest Chelsea disappointment? Number of times we lost in the uh, semis. And semis, and then the finally losing the yeah. cup final. I mean, uh, you know, this is obviously kind of radio, but if this was on TV, because people can't see this, but we're talking to Bobby, and every time we mention the 60s, your face tells, it's a, it speaks a thousand words. Yeah, it's like it still hurts now, and it's like over 50 years ago. It's amazing yeah. to see that, to see the look in your face. Well, hurts, I've got a picture of. Ron and I walking yeah. off the Villa Park yeah. after being beaten by Liverpool in yeah. the first yeah. time in the semis, yeah. and you know, like uh, uh, chins were on the floor, like you know, yeah. um, this heartbroken, like you know. You feel it like we do. Yeah. In fact, I think you feel it even worse because you're on the pitch. We can go and go and have a few pints afterwards. You know, yeah, it's really interesting to see it, Bobby. I've got yeah, to say. but I think. I think we feel we've let you down. Oh, there you go. And that's maybe what makes it feel worse. Yeah, I think that's you know. what does make it feel worse. Yeah, it's not... Sorry. No, no, go on. Sorry, Bob. It, it's not just, you know, like, sorry for yourself. You're sorry for the... For us lot. You know, fans. Like, you, know. You, should, you should do lectures to modern players about that. And what makes Chelsea such a special club for you? They were, they were special in, in parts of our, my family, like you know, at home. So, you know, like that, that sort of reigned a little bit in. But um, the fans, I, I cannot recall one crib from a fan any time yeah. I played with them. And I'd probably give them chances to, you know, like have a crib at me if, yeah. you know, like you missed yeah. a chance. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, no one's ever done that? No. They were playing a Russian team, you know, like in, in the late 50s. I think it was the first game under floodlights or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I, we stood on the halfway line on the terracing. Yeah. And we were in fits of laughter at the fans. And how funny they were and the comments they come out. There was no stick given. It was just funny comments. More, mainly, you know, like aimed at the Russians. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sputniks and all yeah. that. A very like, witty you know. crowd, the oh, Chelsea crowd. Oh, they were. They yeah, were. Like, yeah. you know, they've always been that way. Like, yeah. No, they've always been great. Yeah, well, we love you, mate. That's for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask that one then. Yeah, yeah OK. Well, just what do you think of modern-day Chelsea? Because it's clearly changed hugely since your day. Um, the, the years that we've had since Abramovich mm. has been you know at the club have been magnificent yeah. you know like I mean they, they players have pushed or, or the club in the whole pushed Chelsea to the very top near enough and um, we would be classed now as a top four team near yeah. enough every year yeah. this year is going to be difficult for yeah. Frank Sands been tied um, but I think he's a very clever manager and a very clever man. So I think that you know there's good things to look for in the future. 
Well, really, um, what, what do you think of modern, J Ch oh, modern day modern Chelsea? Modern. You know, because it's changed so much <laughs> football, hasn't it? Can do I say? Can, can I? Can I say modern day football and yeah. not Chelsea? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's general as well. So, yeah. I think it's boring. You think football nowadays is boring? I, I honestly why, why, why is that? Why is that? I, 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 they, they, they pass the ball and stand still. Yeah, yeah. it's all about and, possession, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. like and and pass it in your own half. You know, like and as a forward, you know, as a runner, you know, we would want the ball as quick as we possibly yeah. get it. But they mess about at the back of it. Yeah, now, so so they've the the opposition's got near enough time to build a brick wall, let alone yeah, yeah. set one up like yeah, yeah. you. I think but you know, the difference is, in your era, you beat people by pace, right, and skill and guile. That quick ball, you're on the shoulder, quick ball through. Nowadays, what they're doing is they're trying to pull people out of position. So now they're beating people by, by capitalising on the opposition's mistakes. Very different game, I think. Yeah, but I think... I, think I prefer your version. I think, you know, like, <laughs> if you run... If you run somewhere like that, the fellow that's marking you will surely run with you. Yeah, you would right? have thought. And there's a gap there. But I've not stood there yeah. where the fellow thinks, well, I'll stand alongside him because yeah. I'm marking yeah. him. Yeah. You know, like you have a look at throw ins, throw in there, throw in here, and there's no movement. Yeah. So where's the fellow? Yeah. I mean, the, this, this you teach to kids at 12. Yeah. That if you move, yeah. you cause problems because this fella might be asleep yeah so you then two on one yeah. this fella might be asleep but then if he comes here this guy moves a little bit later he's got a gap yeah you know what i'm with you on that how, how refreshing to hear somebody yes, actually say that. Call, say call, that we all say that yeah that's why we were so fed up last season because well, it was boring well that, that, that's what i can't understand if all of us that are sitting in on our bums yeah. can see it why don't you know people with videos you know machines yeah. go, go back through it yeah you That's can't true. you can't argue the video no no you know exactly. like it, I can remember Doherty telling me one day you're not getting in the box like you used to yeah. the year that you know like yeah, we yeah. got promoted and I said I am Tom he said, no, you're not. He said, come in tomorrow afternoon and I'll show you. And he showed it to me on the video. There you go. Doesn't what lie. can you say? Yeah. Right, I've got one more thing to say, because I was saying earlier on about, you know, uh, about what Ron, we, Ron didn't say this on camera, but I'm going to say it for him. This is lovely. I think this sums you up as a, as a bloke and a player, actually, Bobby. But Ron said this. Perhaps he wasn't the quickest fella on the pitch, but he would work... Uh, all game for the team which was something we very much appreciate about him even when he was having a bad game he'd never go missing he was the perfect player and the consummate professional I thought that's a lovely tribute yes. I don't believe that I'm not going to find he's over there if, you're not, if you want to pay him Bobby he's over there so. but I think he's nailed that I think that's, that's you know you, you know you were talking about um, you know leaving it out there on the pitch putting everything in feeling you let the, the fans down I I don't think you ever let us down because no, you, you always put it in 150%. That's why we love you. And that's why you've never got any stick off of all yeah. the Chelsea fans. Yeah, definitely. Because they appreciate what you've done. I do, don't they? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I did as a kid yeah. watching you play. Yeah. I thought, you know, he was one of my heroes as a kid. Well, that, you know, like I, I, my hero was a put it in man, wasn't he? Stanley Stan, Morton. Stan Morton. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know when to stop. Absolutely. And, you know, didn't know like, when to quit. 
you know, he, he wasn't an outstanding ball player or anything like that, but he just yeah. all heart, like, yeah, you know, yeah. We love that. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. So we ask, all we ever ask, put 100% in, we're, we're Well, I, I think that's what Frank and, and yeah. Frank's asking these lads. Yeah. I think he'll get it out of them. I yeah, think so. I think yeah. he will. He'll get their loyalty. Yeah. I, I, I won't be one of those who thinks he's there too early. <laughs> If you're, old, if, you're, if you're old enough, you're good enough. Or is it exactly. if you're good enough, you're old enough? That's it. Okay, he, he, he learn. Right. Just yep. like we learn. Indeed. From our mistakes. There's a lovely similarity about it, I think, what's going on. There's a real parallel. Right. I think we should wrap it up. Because yeah, Bobby. Bobby's got stuff to do. So, so you've been brilliant. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. much. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.